Hey everybody, it's Kevin, your main man, here with my best friend Shane. Shane, want to say hello to everybody? How you doing, everybody? All right, all right. Today, Shane and I were talking about going into the concept of philosophy. Whew, yeah, you know, right? That's pretty big. So sit back, relax, and get ready for a wild, wild ride. All right. Hey Shane, how you doing today, man? I'm doing fine. How about yourself? Hey, I'm doing fantastic. I feel like recorded a podcast. Let's do it. Oh, 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 here we go. All right, guys. So as we said today, we're going to go over the concept of philosophy. Shane, how much of a philosopher do you feel like right now? I, I, I'm not too philosophical myself, <laughs> but I might have some insights. Fantastic. <laughs> yes. <laughs> hey, I, I, love, I love insights. So uh, one, when, when you mentioned philosophy to me, the first thing that really just came into my mind was you know, the concept of relativity. And uh, I know we're both really big gamers, and mm. I absolutely love the game called The Last of Us. Mm. It's got like, I don't know, 93, 94, 95 on Metacritic. Mm-hmm. And that game really taught me the whole theory of relativity, that you know there is no one pure good guy versus bad guy. You know, it's, I, you know it would be amazing if things could be that simple, but it, you know, it, it really isn't. That's why, like, you know, things in history... Like, why else? Like, in every war possible, both sides think that they're the good guy. Oh, yeah. You know, everyone can redeem why they do explicitly what they do. And The Last of Us, for example, you know, you're just following the main protagonist, Joel, with Ellie. And, you know, they don't necessarily do the right things in the game. Like, they kill plenty of people that are just simply trying to survive just like they are. But it just, I I think it's more just since we are seeing everything from their perspective, we, we really root for them. And since we understand their their perspective, I feel that this really pulls you in. You really care for the people that you had that relationship with. I think that's what really de- derived the difference between these two groups of people. Not because one person was doing the right thing, the other person wasn't. But it was just, we cared about the main characters, and we did not care about the opposing characters. <laughs> mm-hmm. I see what you're saying. Yeah, but when you get back into it, like nothing is black and white. There's always a gray area. Something in between. Everybody's. No, I don't really think evil is necessarily a thing, as opposed to good. It's just like they're natural things that happen in the world. Yeah. Like. Like no one really wants. Just to... how you perceive it. Yes. Like and on what sides of the perception or the situation you're on. Yeah, I totally get it. Like no one wants to be that person that's considered evil. Right, but but then again, there's like exceptions to that rule because then you like look at the crazy people in history, like Hitler, doing psychotic, horrible things that are like evil. But at the same time, like he didn't necessarily portray everything that he was doing as evil to his people, and he managed to get an extreme following. So it's like weird. He's like he like technically deceived people into doing like things that they thought were good for the greater good of mankind even though technically they're not good at the time but like they were doing it for the greater good type shit which is like super fucked up and it's like oh like it's horrible all the things that they did and like but at the same time it's like that like it's it's, it's like one of them weird situations where like how do people like think that they're doing this good thing when that's obviously a bad thing and like is it a bad thing or is it a good thing what is good what is evil what's the gray area how do you look at it it's so it's out there yeah yeah i i feel like you know with your example with hitler and everything it's 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 like he truly believed 
in what he was doing. Right, right. Start- he, he thought it was, like, good for all the mankind, but it obviously wasn't. It was some oh. f- super horrid... Oh, my God. Yeah, and it makes you just really wonder, like, what was it that happened, like, maybe in his childhood? Right. Or what was taught to him that really influenced him to... Like, what... Like, not what only... influenced his own personal philosophies on the world? Like, what what did that? What imposed that yeah, philosophical it... thoughts on him? Like, where he's like, oh, I have to do this, like, purification of the human race shit. Like, what what what, what sparked that idea? Yeah, right? Like, who <laughs> like... told him about that? And then how did he, like, obviously he was able to sell the idea. Right, like the whole... and, and got this, like, cult following, but it was a gargantuan amount of people it was just it, it was stupendous yeah right and like even I, I remember like reading a while back that not everyone in german germany was all no, for the nazis no, there no, were several people there, there were so the, many people that weren't yeah they were just like what the hell's going on that we want to get out of this as quick as possible right that weren't jewish that were just like this doesn't represent like, us as well like what is this crazy man doing yeah like i know i've even been to germany incredibly nice people oh yeah wonderful like, and it's, it's just like you know this was just one person that just came in with a wild crazy government power and that's the thing if you can just be the government you can control the government boom who cares like in a sense who cares what your civilians think you're the one that makes the decisions and all you need is well, actually i don't know what the german rules were at the time when it came to an election but all you need is i would think a majority of people mm. to at least believe you until a point and then you have that power to take over. And then you can just, and like... And then it's, you impose law and oppress the people. <laughs> and then, like, oh, so then the people that don't follow you end up having to do the shit because it's now the law, and they disagree with it, and they're being forced into it. And, like, is that what is evil? Like, what is evil? Yeah. What is good? How, like, how, how could, like, half the population see it as a horrible thing, and then the other half just be like, oh, yeah, we're doing this good thing for the greater mm-hmm. good of mankind... It's like, how can there be that huge split? So, like, what is good? What is evil? I, f- I feel like everyone's going to define their own actions as good. You know, as long as they can logically just... Right. So, like, it's it. all relative it's, to yeah, each yeah, person. Yeah, yeah. It, the good and bad are always, like, figments of relativity. You know, like, they wouldn't exist if we weren't able to see it through our own perspectives and only from our perspectives. And that's, like, and that's like what we're limited by as human beings. We can only see what we can currently see. We are like, like I like I was reading a book, uh, how to win friends and influence people. And one part of that book is like, oh, always motivate yourself to see things from other person's perspective. Always, like, don't just like be like, oh, this person is ridiculous. Oh, this person is just stupid. No, there's a reason why someone is doing something explicit, even if you don't believe in it. There's something that's going on with them that is allowing them to justify their own actions, into thinking that they are simply the good guy. And, like, you know, it's an attempt. You know, we can never, I, I can never fully understand another person because I am limited by my own perspective and my own point of view. And that's a curse that we all deal with. That's why you see all these struggling powers. That's why you see even our government is, in the United States is, like, separated. Like, you know, Republicans and Democrats. Like, there's just so much of a separation where both sides just do not understand because everyone is limited by their own point of view. And on top of that, you might even have to deal with people that are... Like Hitler, that are really, really good at pulling people to their way of thinking. Because in a sense, like you can justify certain a- actions depending on you know your perspective and what you've gone through and what you've 
uh, been raised to believe? Like, are you more of a re- have a religious background? Yes or no? Do you have more of like a, a, a poverty background? Yes or no? Do you have more of a rich background? Yes or no? All things that go into that one perspective that you are limited by. And the thing is, is just, I feel like the main thing is to understand the concept of awareness. Now, this concept is something that I have learned over the past year and a half, two years, when it com- and this comes up with meditation. Like, what is really going on in our world? Taking a moment to just step back from your own perspective and kind of realize what is really going on. And that kind of takes a lot into you diving into the to your psychology. How do people think? And that's the thing. Like, we're creatures of habit. We all follow our own little patterns that we probably don't even realize are really oh. going on. Absolutely. Like, even down to, like, little things, like how you brush your teeth. Like, we have little tiny patterns, little ritualistic actions that we do. Or even wipe your butt. Yeah, absolutely. hundred <laughs> percent. Like, all these little tiny things, how you put your shoes on, the way you tie them, it's all you, relative. Are you socks each. first or underwear first? Right. How do you put your pants on? One leg at a time, right? Yeah, or yeah. Which leg? And like, or do you jump? And, and how, and like, <laughs> let's say, like, how I put my clothes on is how I think is the right way to put clothes on, but where how you think of it may be completely different. And but then that, we see you do it, and I'm like, what the fuck? Why do you put your clothes on that way? You yeah. fucking weirdo. Why, like, yeah, why are you being so weird? And, that, and, it, and it's the reason why we see it that way is because we are so restricted by our relativity. You know, I, I'm going to always believe what I have simply always done is the right thing to do because no one wants to admit that they're doing something wrong. Absolutely. And Nobody you, likes being wrong. And you can't disprove putting clothes on I, I maybe you can maybe maybe there I wonder if someone is taking the time to figure out what is the right way the most time efficient way to put oh, oh, oh they've on. got that figured out yeah I mean have you seen the people that do sets on like theaters and stuff they, they they switch outfits in a heartbeat it's it's insane I am not <laughs> they've got it figured out man that, maybe we are doing it wrong <laughs> Son of a- <laughs> we are messing up. I mean, that's so that's hilarious, and that makes it, that's a good that's a good point. So, like, it's so but, funny. But then even to that, you could say, oh, does put is um, putting your clothes on as quick as possible? Is that does that define it as the the right way? Or, or like why? Or like why? Why even care about how you put your clothes on? Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, or maybe it's the, the method that takes the least like the most amount of time, so you can really appreciate the clothes that you're putting right, on. Right. Like, mm, check out these fine silks. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. I look lavish as fuck. Yeah, and that goes into Ooh. meditation as well, like being able to be in the present moment and Absolutely. really like feel the fabric and understand. Because mm-hmm. naturally, subconsciously, we're gonna like you're cal- you're calming down. You're in that meditative like chill out state you're doing you're just going through your routine you get you gotta wake up you got tea coffee whatever you do in the morning you you wake up brush your teeth do that walk in the other room stare in the sun wash your face <laughs> stare in wh- the sun. whatever you do i used to walk outside and just like just, just i i don't know i was a strange man i pretended like i was a solar panel <laughs> i just go out there and absorb sunlight and just that's burn. All I, would, I would just try to charge my body up burn me son wake me up please oh well, I'm, I'm not a morning person that's that's why so. oh my gosh oh yeah you are the, probably the biggest night person oh I know. my god oh it's rough you, you go to sleep at like 4 a.m oh, every yeah. night oh i hate it <laughs> that's just the result of just working night yeah, jobs third shift life man yeah it, it, it happens it happens but uh, but yeah, I love how we just we just gone on this huge rant about clothes and putting it and, and and that's just the beauty of it. Like you, when it comes to relativity, there are so many aspects, and we can really go on and on about all the things, all the little things. Like you can go down that rabbit hole as much as you really want mm-hmm. to. And I think the main point to like get out of all of this is 
well, we that we are restricted by our own point of view. Now, our own personal perceptions and our place in the world, society, like everything, our location especially, like we're limited by our perceptions. Yeah, like where like we're it's raised. A, it's extremely yeah. important to travel and like leave your little hometown, go out and see what the world's got culturally, like at, like. I don't know, landscape yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah, like, I know <laughs> when I went to uh, New Zealand, because my brother lives in New Zealand, I was just completely blown away by all the things that were different. Like, in America, it's a default that everyone has a washer and a dryer for clothes to, for, to do your laundry. But in New Zealand, you know, there is no dryer, and you, you put everything on a clothesline. And I was like, what? Why? And because they are so eco-friendly over there, they, they and the sun. Uh, my brother explained to me to this. I don't know if this is accurate, actually true. He explained to me that there's like a tear in the ozone layer, so more sunlight gets in to New Zealand. That's why the grass is so much greener, and that's why if you're Caucasian, you tend to burn like a crisp. <laughs> my brother always puts suntan lotion on, not suntan lotion, <laughs> sunscreen on, <laughs> just so he doesn't just burn in the first 20 minutes that he's outside. But if the sun's that bright and that strong, like it makes sense to put your clothes on the clothesline because it'll just dry up really quickly. Oh, what's something a little funny tidbit though, but like if the, like if the New Zealand sun is extremely sunburning let's say <laughs> so in, in direct contrast to that over in the middle east there's a particular area where you can pretty much be outside all day and you won't burn at all really absolutely because the sunlight is just so light it will yeah i don't know if that's the proper yeah. term do you know why is that just like position of the earth yes in relation and to atmosphere and it's that atmospheric filtering mm, very okay. it's some, some wild stuff i mean if we want to look it up let's get it all right, so we actually just went ahead and looked it up. What would you find, Shane? So in the Dead Sea, like, it's the atmosphere filters it to where it's much less intense. You still burn, but it's, okay. <laughs> you, you can be exposed for longer. Wow, that's awesome. Man. Whereas in New Zealand, you burn to a crisp quicker. So. <laughs> wow, fun facts with Shane and Kevin. But to get back, uh, back on top of the philosophy, I don't know if anyone's played the game Shadow of the Colossus. I feel like that's another big game that can really bring out philosophy yeah that, or like per perfect perfect relativity you think you think the whole time you're like man i'm gonna oh. save my woman oh well, no i want to go ahead and just say this is a, bit, a little bit of a spoiler alert to the game itself so if you haven't played south colossus uh, look away true uh, but, but go, go ahead Avert your ears. <laughs> all right so you're trying i'm gonna keep it simple you're trying to save your woman and pretty much she's no. dead and no you're going and you you have to save her in this dark entity that seems like your pal. A, your yeah, he seems like your pal. He's like, hey man, all you gotta do is go around and cut down all these giant titan beast creatures, <laughs> and you're like, all right man, I got you. And you jump on your giant horse and you proceed to wander about the lands and slay all these beasts. And you're under like, the premise that like, hey, this is like a good thing. It's gonna bring my my person back. It's gonna be wonderful times. And during this whole time, you're like. Man, most of these things are like passive. They're like not even attacking me. Like, what am I doing? Yeah, you're right. Like, you're like kind of them, questioning it. None of them are like coming after you. You're only explicitly going after them. And it's like, oh, why like, is yeah, this? Like, why it's going on? And like, they only really start to attack you when you start to aggro them. Right, exactly. <laughs> you, I mean, you start stabbing them in the legs. They're like, dude, what are you doing? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you eventually get to a point in the game where 
you you kill all the colossus and then you bring this creature back and you lose right it's like what <laughs> the people there's apparently been a village that's been trying to track you down this entire time and you stole some sacred sword and turns out you're the bad guy yep you've been slaying all the guardians of the land yeah with the, the sword of darkness yeah like these these colossi were literally the like the protectors of this huge seal and you just killed all of them so this like evil and dark god could be released to just consume everything oh but a, a relation to the influencer, the dark influencer. <laughs> yeah, and so, like, and then it kind of goes to, like, oh, what really drove this person to believe what he was doing is the right thing? Going to what we were saying earlier, you always think that you're the good guy. And you want to believe your actions are just. Yeah, so it's just, like, so what is, you know, when it comes to, like, being more, doing the moral thing, you know, obviously, I, you can see, you can say how, like, oh, obviously releasing an evil monster god creature is a bad idea. Obviously, that is a bad move to make. 100%. But once, but if this thing reveals itself as a friendly entity, a He's godlike like, like entity... Right, he comes in saying, hey, hey man, looks like you're having a pretty rough time there. I'm going to help you out. All you got to do is help me out. Yeah, and so it's like if, if a god, if like a, a higher power tells you, oh, you know all these horrible things that you're aware of? It's okay now. Like, I can wipe all that away? <laughs> it never happened? <laughs> yeah, just do this one thing. I say it's completely okay. I, I got your back. No worries. Under the this, premise that he's doing a good thing. Like, he's he's bringing his person back. He doesn't want her dead. Yeah, yeah. So he's, like, protect. he's saving the love of his life. And this thing's telling him, hey, all you have to do is this. And he's like, you know what? I think this is the right thing to do. Not only am I driven by this love that I'm feeling, but I'm also have the, having this higher power to telling me, hey, it's okay. But does that make it morally correct? Right. That's the question. And I think that's the point back to relativity. Like, <laughs> right. And, like, it's all perspective. But, and and this, these villagers that come back to track him down, they're like, oh, you're a monster. Why would you do such a thing? That's such a horrible idea. What are you doing? Stop. Oh. <laughs> and then, of course, at the end of it, everyone dies. Oh, so, so dark. Well, the, the girlfriend does come back to life. Mm. So he does get technically what he wants, but... He dies in the process. But at what cost? Yeah, and you don't know <laughs> if she'll actually survive herself <laughs> after being resurrected. Goodness. Into is... darkness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Goodness. Oh my gosh. But yeah, I, I, and yeah, after that game is over, you kind of like have a moment you're just like, wow, that was really me. I, I... Like, man, I was the bad guy. Yeah. Oh. And you're like appalled. Yeah, like, I can't believe I did all that stuff. It's like shit, and so you start to really rethink your actions, and I don't know. It, it, and it, it, make, it really, I think it like it, it makes you look at things a little different in the real world. So like maybe video games can, especially ones as well written and as well done as that, can be used as a little tool. I, and I love that. I love it when I can play a video game, get super into it, and then I gain a tool to then apply to my own life. There's only been, like, I would say, like, 10, 20 games that I've played where I've actually had something to take with me when I walked away. Right. And those games are masterpieces in oh their own right. Oh, my goodness. Oh, because absolutely. if they give you something of value that you can apply to your own life and improve, that's amazing. Yes. It's like reading a good book. Reading the cla like some sort of novel that just touches you in a way and inspires you. <laughs> What are some games that have inspired you? It's a good question. I can't think of any right off the top of my head. Okay, well for me I can say The Last of Us, obviously Shadow of the Colossus, the one we just touched on. God of War, shows you how to be the perfect dad of war. 
<laughs> the Dad of War. Okay, I like that. Uh, the next one is Red Dead Redemption 2. I feel like a really big point of that was the concept of loyalty to a fault. And that... And like, there's this really big quote in the game that really has stuck with me for the longest time. And it's that, in life, we never ever actually really change. We just slowly become more of who we truly are. And so people will be like, you've changed. But maybe you just were always just meant to be this person. And you, this is just your own life and journey. You've, maybe you've evolved into your higher strengths. Yeah. Or, or maybe you've evolved you, into... Cootie do. Yeah, you've Who unlocked knows? a new layer of yourself that was always there. Ooh. And so that kind of like really like blows your mind. Like that's why, you know, sometimes people will, you can perceive them as, from your perspective, as a good person. But then as time goes on, they start to slowly hit that border and then are bad. And it's not necessarily because they've changed. They've just more kind of figured out who they are as a person and unlocked their own purpose. Hmm. And so, yeah, those are just some quick games at the top of my head. There's plenty more. Oh, Detroit Become Human. Detroit Become Human oh is a my phenomenal gosh. example. Dude, that storyline, like... Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, it really makes you rethink the whole concept of cyborgs and humanity. and Or, or like just consciousness and life. Yeah. The parameters of intelligence, consciousness, what, what life is in general, what like constitutes what it is, like the borders, the boundaries of what is a human and or like a person or like an intelligent being to actually like i don't know interact with and interface with yeah right on any level like speech emotion anything it's wild and like by the end of the game you really feel for these androids oh absolutely it's like that you're empathetic to the point where you're just like you relate to them so much and you feel for them to where you're like hey that's another person that's not an android. And That's the, a person. And the game makes you make yes. makes you make that decision. Is this is this an android or right. is this a person? Right. Like, is this some just like new form of synthetic life that we manage to create in the game? Wild. And do you, is it still life? Does it have the same rights as us? I think so because it's probably the same thing as we operate like just on a biological level except there's it's just a synthetic level exactly. it's like just a different and relative thing we've literally at that point found a way to enhance our species to a synthetic level we've been, we've literally found a way to upgrade our entire race to a higher level in that game and like in that game yeah, yeah like yeah. to the point where like you know these these androids will one day see us as gods they're, they're, yeah, they're, they're creators. creators. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah pretty we much. give them life. And then, like, you could get into, like, a deeper philosophy. What if all that's cyclical and, like, there's different levels of things that we don't understand and, like, ways that life operates? Because, like, I mean, technically, like, we, if we can create the synthetic life, maybe something out there can create biological life, and that's not necessarily organic. What if it's, like, rocks or crystals or some energy nonsense yeah, what and if, that created biology like there's just oh, like an whoa. infinite way in order right for and us it's to just like a, like a circle and ways that we just don't understand question mark oh my god yeah yeah that, that makes 110 percent sense like it, it all you need is to understand what provides that life source and in in detroit become human it was some material they found in like what was it like the north pole antarctica that had just revealed itself yes and 
like for us, it's our trillions of cells in our bodies. You know, that's what allows us to keep going and our complex or, organs. Or, or like that's the thing. Technically, we don't understand what makes us alive. I mean, yes, <laughs> like, yeah. we have no idea I, how I it mean, works. I mean, there is so much about. We, the we understand we... all the necessary functions to keep living. Yeah. But we don't understand how to kickstart life. Yeah. Right. Like we can throw a bunch of organic material together, even grow it, but we can't make it alive. The only th- the only way we know is by the like the unification of two gametes yeah right like, like we, we that's could, the we, only we, the way and we don't even truly understand how that works you're right we could literally just put together like a, a human person with all the organs and everything and be like oh he's not kicking like, he is not <laughs> is not turning on give me the lightning bolt come yeah. on frank yeah right like what is the thing that triggers you to come to life that's something that we have never been able to understand it, it's so wild so many questions that nobody can answer and we and who knows if we'll ever able actually be able to answer it like right. at least with our own conscious minds like we will have to create like right now we're already diving into, into ai in order to help us solve problems mm-hmm. like that's going to further yeah. and further what if we have to compute it we, maybe we can't comprehend it and the only way we can do it is with computation talking about like quantum computing yes. and everything oh yeah like, like what if that's the only just, way to get it correct there's just so many like possible scenarios and thought and thought wavelengths and all these all these different things you have to consider to kind of like be able to like comprehend what's really going on and it just really shows that like for human beings we are so limited we are such limited creatures we we yes we are the limited. most intelligent creatures on this planet but man are we far from being perfect like are... all, with all of the powers and abilities that everything that we have all of our senses and our intelligences as much as they are considered strengths they're also a hindrance it's wild absolutely because they limit you and like we may have like intelligence but we you know we couldn't fight off a bear with our bare hands absolutely not you know <laughs> <laughs> but we can be smart enough to figure out how to do it yes like like a, like our main thing that allows us to thrive is our intelligence if we didn't have intelligence our race would just be like shit <laughs> be like oh because well, we're dead because, yeah like, there's so many animals that could just triumph over us in the wild it's ridiculous it's because they invested their stat points into strength yeah and, and like, <laughs> that also could be the fact that you know as time's gone on we have not done any we've been going less and less and less into physical strength and more into intellectual mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know and like if you know biology genetics have taught us anything is that that will continue to be the trend we will if, if we constantly are conditioning and breeding ourselves to be just mental powerhouses our children will be that our, and then their children their children and then slowly the things that we don't use will tinker off and that's the theory of evolution which is a proven goddamn thing <laughs> and it's, it's really interesting so like but it like you know Look, you go into a deeper topic. Look at the diet. Look at all the dogs we have. We have so many dogs that we just like screwed up. Yeah, yeah. We just like crossbreeded every kind of dog like, to just, just create a specific dog for each scenario. Manually manipulating these evolutionary paths and DNA. That, that's what the Doberman was. Like literally, these guy, this guy just crossbred all these dogs because he wanted the perfect guard dog. It's a, it's just <clears> insane. <throat> and then like we breed the ones with the stumpy legs to the ones with the more stumpy legs and make these little heathen creatures that are squat to the ground with smushed faces that can't breathe or have babies right you have to give them c-sections like oh we're fiddling with shit we don't understand (laughs) 
quite relative, sir. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Right, exactly. So, like, relatively, like, you look at that and, like, people think, oh, yeah, I'm making, like, a designer dog breed. It's such a great thing. Look at this cute little animal. But at the same time, you're creating this little fucked monster. up monster creature it, it, that it, has horrible health yeah, issues. Oh, yeah, like, Great Danes. I know they have horrible health issues. Like, I don't like that. If you they run around, like, can't they have heart issues? Just oh, like, yeah. Great Danes around? die in, like, six years because they're too damn big. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's awful. Their, like, longevity is, like, just thrown to the winds because we wanted a big-ass dog. Yeah, right? And, like, Shih Tzus can't even protect themselves from anything because we wanted to have a royal dog to just live in right. a palace. It's like, I just want a lap dog. I just want a lap rat. Like, yeah. basically. Like, which is cool. Like, great. But don't let it go outside by itself. It's gonna get ripped up by a hawk. Yeah, right? Like, like we literally just have just tweaked and modified like something that was so simple like oh a dog into all these different things and that's why all these different breeds exist just to satisfy all these different roles right these personal preferences that each individual had relative to their own needs yes yes, Boom! yes, yes. oh my god yes <laughs> but uh okay okay i'm gonna go ahead and put a hard stop to this i think we're we're getting to that point where we're running out of time run out of time we ran away from philosophy i don't know we came back we came, yeah, we back, came back, back a couple times but it's all right <laughs> overall it's 10 out of 10 you know i, I, I loved it so thank you all for listening i really appreciate it yeah go yeah. ahead and do the like like subscribe comment tell us what's going on thing if you want to give us any feedback let us know if we're we suck or if we're all right and we should keep doing it <laughs> let us know i'd love it because <laughs> <laughs> constructive criticism is always welcome but guys thank you so much for hanging out with us today i know shane and i had an absolute blast putting this together <laughs> mm -hmm. this might be our best one yet and we look forward to talking to you and hanging out with you guys next time. Thank you so much. Have a good day.